Welcome to another episode of the Podcaster's Guide to the Galaxy. Join us for today's show and let us nourish your mind and soul the way a pizza nourishes you after a night out on the piss when you've got low moral judgment and you think you're going to pee. The first pizza on tonight's menu is a sun-dried tomato base with anchovies, caviar, kale and nutmeg. Sounds suave, but you're left feeling unsure and unfulfilled. It's Tom! <laughs> that, could, that could literally Such have been any of us. The next pizza is a plain cheese pizza that's been taken out of a freezer, half frozen, and topped with ground ginger. It's rich. <laughs> the old ones are the best. This pizza is a favourite of rural Norfolk folk. It's a hearty margarita topped with a boiled egg. Jason! If it, was on, if it was on a kebab shop menu, would it be called the Bruce Phyllis? Phyllis. Phyllis. Do you know Bruce what? Well, I was literally about to say, I think that's the first time no one's mentioned Bruce Willis in my intro. And then <laughs> you went and <laughs> fucked it up. Not going to happen. Um, Brilliant. Finally, if you're still hungry after all that nonsense, feast on me, this. Ooh. A Donna kebab pizza. It's unhealthy, it's not for everyone, and it's a complete like, waste of money and will probably end up on the pavement. Me! Yeah! <laughs> hey. Hey. Podcasters go to the galaxy! And fuck that, I can't be bothered. Yeah. Right. So, today's podcast premise, uh, nominated on our Facebook group by my good friend Duncan, we are going to do a our favourite top 10 sci fi films of the past decade. But because Tom's an awkward shit, he decided to enforce <laughs> cutting out the franchises of Star Wars, DC, Marvel, and I think that's it. Yeah. Yes. Make it interesting. Good. Sadistic. Yeah. So in all, in, in, all, in all fairness, the, the, the main reason for that stipulation was simply because we talk about all those films a lot anyway, we do. and we do. and we you know we, we I think it's interesting to uh, to uh, for us to actually have a route around and find some some films we wouldn't probably wouldn't normally talk about or bring up. Yeah. Um, so yeah. no chance of Iron Man three coming up this week. Thankfully, no. no. Uh, are you sure? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favourite films uh, in my nightmares. <laughs> So we're all going to start off at number 10. We're each going to give our choices for number 10 and then move to number 9, 8, 7, blah, 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 blah. Um, does anyone have any honourable mentions that didn't make it into their top 10? Yes. Oh, do I? I do. Uh, that, um, that, that doesn't mean every other film that didn't get into your top 10. Just to No, no. The, the main one, and I don't know how controversial this is, but uh, have you seen Mute? No. I've seen have you Mute. not seen it? No, Mute. No. But it's a Duncan Jones film. It was released on Netflix. Um, There's a mute button here on Zoom, Jason. Do you want me to press it and find out what yeah. happens? <laughs> press it on no, Jason. It yeah. is. It, it got a bit of a slating when it was released um, for being a bit overlong and complicated, but it's quite a... It's a very good sci-fi film. Like, it's it's really... I don't, I, I don't know how to describe it other than it's very sci-fi. Um, very dystopian. <laughs> um, you know, lots of lots of illusions okay. to Blade Runner and that kind of thing. Yeah, it's, um, it's quite cool. 
It'll be interesting to hear your chart then if a film you've just called very sci-fi didn't get into your sci-fi list. I've got I've got a film on my list that's actually titled Very Sci-Fi. It's number ten. What I, what I mean by that is it, it's really hard sci-fi. It's <laughs> sounding sexy by the minute. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I won't bother with my normal mentions because I didn't make top ten, but I will say that um, I, I, maybe I've bent the rules. But there are two films on my list which are horror-ish genre. They're not they're not sci-fi. Just okay. Um, I've got a couple of honourable mentions. Um, one is Iron Sky 2, The Coming Race, just because I had to have some sort of humorous film on there somewhere. And if you haven't seen it, it's worth watching because it's got Hit the Riding a T-Rex. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. It's not in my list purely because of the male lead character. If he wasn't in it, it would be on my list. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it, could be a, it could be a very good film, but he spoils it. We killed him, didn't we? Yes, we did, thankfully. Yeah. We did kill him, yeah. Yeah, uh, okay. yeah. I, I I considered it briefly, but it's one of those films where it's like it's like a meal where you just put all, literally all your favourite ingredients in. You just tip sugar in, and then tip some bacon in, and then tip some. And uh, and, and, it, and on paper and in your head, it sounds brilliant. And then you try and eat it, and it's just this weird, weird mush that's all just run together. And that's kind of how I feel about that film. Just for our fin- uh, our listeners' uh, information, Finney's actually salivating at that idea. <laughs> I was thinking yeah, that, that could only be made better by freezing it and then eating it. <laughs> He's thinking, oh, I'll put that on my pizza with my, uh, my sprinkling oh, ginger. Right, should we do top tens? Yes, top number ten. Let's do it. Now what happens? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> We're so professional. Right, number ten. Uh, I'll go first. My oh. number ten is Inception. Oh, good. Just, just squeezing into the top ten for me. Right. Interesting. Okay. okay. Yeah. That's uh, that's okay. I'm not sure if I fully understand why you put that film there, but I'm sure if we go or go down another level, it'll yeah. become clear. It's a uh, it's a big, uh, big competition. Film, yes. <laughs> yes. Tom, <laughs> Tom, what's your ten? Uh, my my number ten is a twi- from 2012, Ex Machina or Ex Machina. Oh, Ex Machina. Um, Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, exciting sci-fi robot horror uh, kind of has sort of you know classic elements yeah uh, as a, a dystopian take on the sort of Asimovian robot thing yeah let's... theme similar themes to the Westworld TV show it's good yeah uh, my number 10 is uh, Attack the Block Ooh. okay yeah I've mm. seen it struggled with it yeah. the, the thing when I first watched it because uh, it was marketed as a comedy uh, as an outright comedy and then I watched it as an outright comedy and it was a bit weird. And then I kind of stopped halfway through. I read a little bit about it and actually people were saying, don't watch it as a comedy, watch it as a kind of proper sci-fi invasion film. And I did. And it made much more sense and it was much more interesting. Okay. Okay. I didn't um, really like the monsters in it with the blue mouths. I thought they looked shit. That was my main problem with that film. <laughs> my main problem, unsurprisingly, was the um, grammar. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in it. Yeah, there was something about that. Uh, I, I don't know. I couldn't get on with that either. I know it was all just part of it, but I couldn't get on with it. Uh, you've, you've, so you've, you've, speak. Got, you've got to remember, I, I've just spent the last sort of best part of this last decade working with young people. So I kind of get what they're saying. Never try and do that. Oh, again. dear. At least, at, least, <laughs> at least you didn't go. I'm where I done think with the going. kids. Blood. Oh, you said it. You said it. That's oh. where I thought you were going. You were ban, right. Can we ban Hammer one of our own? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
We'll hit him with the ham, ham banner. Um, so, Finney, Finney, are you going to join in from five onwards? Because you know you haven't done anything with your life. Yes, pretty much. Um, okay. And, and also, and this is this is a genuine um, admission. I realised that I haven't actually seen that many sci-fi films from the last ten years. So, um, I, I have. Just, a... I, I would just chip in. Like the two that I had over five, I would probably just mention now. So I would mention. Uh, did you did you just mention Inception? I think you did. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So I would chuck that somewhere between five and ten. Um, uh, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, cool. Okay, right, number nine. I'll go first. Uh, My number cool. nine is 2015's The Martian. Yes. Uh, yeah, which I really film. like. Uh, yeah. It's 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 very exciting and easy to, di- to digest, much like the book. There's some lovely memorable moments. Also, important honorable mention for Potatoes! <laughs> potatoes! <laughs> In elements of that film. Yeah. Boil them, mash them, grow them on Mars. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh man, that's missed off my list completely. Yeah, that's off my list. <laughs> uh, I more by accident. Intentionally for me, because I, I didn't enjoy it as much as I did the book. Yeah, no, I really uh, did. Fair enough. I saw the film first, then read the book, and enjoyed both. Okay. Uh, uh, my uh, number nine, uh, this might, uh, is Looper. Oh, what? Ooh, yeah. Really? yeah, really yeah. like Looper. Good movie. Yeah, and that that was. Uh, I suppose I should have put it in as an honorable mention. That was in my in the running and then fell off the end. Yeah, it was. Um, um, it was one that kind of got knocked down the list a few times when I thought of other things because uh, it was initially higher up. But it, it just it deals with time travel in a really good way, and of course it, it it's got um, that one of the greatest actors of all time in it. Hayden Christian, Joseph Gordon Levitt. Levitt. I was thinking of Bruce Willis, but okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also Bruce directed Willis. directed by Ryan Johnson. Oh! Just to, yeah, just to prove that he can actually do something good. Uh, my number nine is Big Hero 6. Yeah! Purely because I watched it. It's not the best one I've ever seen, but it did make me want to obey Max. So. Yeah. Um, well, in that case, uh, I'll go straight on to number eight, because my number eight is Big Hero 6. Oh yeah, it's it's just a good fun kids kind of adulty sci-fi. My number eight is 2017's Blade Runner 2049. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good film. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. Did you oh. miss that, Tom? I've missed off my list. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. It, it, it will. It will come up. It's again. kind of interesting that I missed it off. Okay, fine. All right, never mind. What's your eight, Tom? <laughs> Number eight, uh, Gravity. Alphonse Cuarón. Oh yeah, from 2013. Yeah. Sandra Bullock, yeah. Yeah. acting a little heart out. Yeah, that one um, got knocked down by a few other things, but yeah, that's it's one of the mention for me. It's probably the only sort of film which I make an exception of, uh, as that was the fashion in the kind of the mid 20 teens. Yeah. Uh, that every blockbuster film had to have a soundtrack that was effectively just. Wow! <laughs> the whole yeah. fucking film. Cool. Uh, right, number seven for me then is uh, 2010's Predators. Ooh. Uh, it's okay. Not, really? Yeah. Long have I wished for a follow-up Predator film, which was actually half good and or half decent. Uh, Predators. Whoa, 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 I think, whoa. I think... Predator two. Yeah, Predator two is good, but after. AVP Requiem, AVP, all absolute bags of shite. Yeah, yeah. Predators, okay. just, just a really, just a good, good action film, and I, I can watch it a lot 
without getting bored of it. There's some really good lines in it as well. One of the um, the con in there who goes, when I get home, I'm going to do so much cocaine. There's some really good lines in it. <laughs> I think that somewhere along the line, I've got confused because there was there was another one. There was The Predator, wasn't there? And then the, Predators. And I think Predi- somewhere in my mind, they've got mashed up because The Predator yeah. wasn't very good. The Predator was the most recent one and it's absolute horseshit. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so I think somewhere in my mind, I've managed to conflate the two together and just ignore it completely. Was Predators the one where the, where that a group of people were suddenly like portals into yeah. a jungle? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah uh, Predators okay. is the one. It, Predators is a really great. I think it's a really great film, and, and uh, all the way up to when they meet the Lawrence Fishburne character, and he's really spooky and weird. And then, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then, and then it starts to reveal some of the story, and then it's like the scriptwriters kind of went, da, 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 da. oh no, I'm bored now. I need to wipe my ass with this instead of writing the script. <laughs> And the film just does that, like narratively. He just, yeah. Decides. I think it's problematic, but I, yeah, I support your decision to 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 have, have that on my list. Yeah, that's a good. That's a bold, uh, bold one. That's good. Are we on seven? Yeah. Uh, source code. Oh yeah, that didn't quite oh, make yeah. my list. Duncan okay. Jones film. Yeah. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Yeah, good. Good way of kind of different, slightly different way of tackling the time travel uh, genre. And, and a thoughtful ending without giving anything away <laughs> to, to a film that was released nearly a decade ago. <laughs> Spoilers! Uh, yeah, to be okay. fair, mine were, it was a choice between having Source Code at number 10 or Inception. For yeah. me, that's good. I'd have chosen Source Code probably, but that's because I'm, I'm nulled and grumpy. I'm nulled and averse these days. Um, Uh-oh. Cool. My number, so my number seven is from 2018. It's, a, it's 2018. It's a film called Annihilation. Have you seen that one? I, I have seen that. That's on my Natalie list Portman. to watch. I never got around to it. This last you know week. what? It's, it's, a, it's a weird one. It's, it's, it's like it's, it's sci-fi horror with that kind of awe factor. And it clearly draws on, on influences like, um, I suppose you'd say Tarkovsky, like, like, like films like Stalker and things like that. Uh, and it's kind of this kind of man versus nature thing. Uh, it's not like structurally the best film ever. I think maybe I've only watched it once, but on only watching it once, elements of it really stayed with me, mm. and it had that, it has that sense of awe in it that um, that I I, I, re- I really want from from sci-fi. I don't Is know that I a don't sense know of awe? Cool. That's my number seven. Number six. Number six. Then? Number six. Have I written down the wrong one here? No, I haven't. Number six. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Okay. The second one. That is. Dawn is the second one, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I've got the right one. Rise is the first one. Yeah. Rise. Yeah. Rise is the first one. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Rise is a great film. Dawn just takes it to that next level. War of the Planet of the Apes was great, but I think Dawn is probably the best of the trilogy for me. That that was on my list and, and got bumped off. Probably only because I struggle to remember which film is which. <laughs> I, I, and that kind. No, I don't mean that. I don't mean that sounds a bit shit, but like. I think it says something about the films that they just become a bit mushed in my head. Although I had Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and I had that same thought that you did. Which one is the best one? That, that, that one is, yeah. is, be- is better. And they are exciting. Um, it's, it's, got yeah, some, it's, good it's got some really, really good scenes between the, um, between the, the apes. Um, and it is really just... really believe monkeys have meetings. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> seriously. It's, uh, it's incredible, the, the CGI in it. Uh, Andy Serkis, wasn't it? Yeah. Where are we? Number six? Shall I do my number six? Yes, please. Ooh, number six, I'm going for Europa Report. Have you seen this? 
not seen it's that. It's on my list to watch. I'm not surprised no, nobody's seen it. I kind of watched it almost accidentally. It's such an innocuous title, but it has the feel... So no spoilers, because you, you haven't watched it, but it, it has very much has a feel of a sort of a classic space sci-fi story, like an R.C. Clarke story. Mm. Um, and it is, it is a, the story of a mission to Europa. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it, it's, it's pretty gripping stuff. I, I saw the trailer for it when it, um, when it came out. And I thought that looks absolutely amazing. It looks definitely a film I want to see. Uh, and then for one reason or another, I just forgot about it. And until I started researching for this and I looked at it, oh, shit, I've completely forgotten about it. Uh, so, yeah, it's on my list to watch. Um, my number six is The Book of Eli. Oh. Oh, okay. Gary Oldman, Denzel Washington. Yeah. Denzel. Uh, and and of, obviously the heart a kingly beautiful Mia Kunis as well. So. I've heard good things about that film. It's, it's, it's good, yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd recommend it. It's <laughs> a good film. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we're, we're turning into a really good review show. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah, I it's very sci-fi. It. Yeah. <laughs> really good. good film. Yeah, crank out your Die Hard 4 review. <laughs> Watch it when you're pissed, mate. Yeah. Man has fist well, fight with jet plane. Yeah. <laughs> I love that film. Fourth Die Hard movie is 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 good bad. Good. All anyway. right, we're on to we're on to number five then. Um okay. Rich, you can join five. us now. Yeah, Finney oh. can join in. Five. Yeah. Oh, oh, Rich. Five. Sorry, I didn't see you there. <laughs> Hello there. Um, Hello there. So, so mine obviously because I'm stupid and tired my five are going to be out of sync with yours aren't they but you should probably explain that the reason rich is tired for audience is that he had a baby recently well not not yes. him but his partner yes. did so although if you if you saw me you might believe that it was actually me that had had it you so. are a baby but you, you've only <laughs> yeah. just emerged blinking and um, terrified do you, so do you want to do you want to tell the listeners about your baby experience so far um i would say it is a traumatic and bewildering experience <laughs> Because I'm, I'm sitting here quite smug with my uh, my three kids, um, who the youngest of which is now ten, um, you know, who doesn't need any nappy changing, um, doesn't wake up in the night and all that kind of thing. Um, yeah, you're you're next on that list, Jason. To be fair, aren't you? So <laughs> I, I I've always said that I want to live long enough for my children to change my nappy at least once. Well, just kind of just you while, like when they're finished, it just always so wow. Your turn, and then die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hashtag life goals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so that's anyway, so that, enough about our lives. So that's about yeah, that. Your um, lives. So so I only picked five, obviously. So I actually stuck gravity in at number five. Um, cool. Okay. Just, um, I mean, you covered it really. It just it lo- it looked great at the time. I haven't watched it recently. I don't know how because it's effectively all CGI completely, isn't it? I don't know how it stand up now. It looks but good. I did. And did it enjoy it at the good. time yeah. you know there's only essentially there's only two people in it or one depending on how or one and a half depending on how you look at it yeah. um and it and it was entertaining throughout I, I always think it's really clever when they can focus on you know a really you know just a tiny set of characters if you're still watching that and enjoying it at the end um i think so i think that was i, I thought it was very good mm-hmm. um and and even I, I, with um george George Clooney, who, who I like, but for some reason, whenever I see him in a film, I just, 
I think it brings a little bit of a... Uh, I just see him as a t- TV actor, and I don't think he fits in many films. I know that sounds really weird. There are a couple of exceptions, which I think are brilliant, like from Dust Till Dawn. Um, yeah. He really does fit the, the Danny Ocean character, but loads of other stuff he's in. I, I... So apart from all those films he's in, where he's a good film actor, he's not a good <laughs> film actor. It's, it's, like, it's, just a, it's just a personal thing. When I see him in a film, I kind of think, oh, that's the kind of thing that I would watch late at night on telly and not go to the cinema for. But I, I think I actually did see Gravity in the cinema, and he, he was very good, and uh, Simon Bullock was very good. Are you saying that you would prefer watching um, George Clooney late at night with the curtains drawn? And... Uh, <laughs> only if it's on a DVD that I bought from a CEX shop. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, so grab um, my number five. Number five. Nice. It's a good film. Uh, my number five, just because there was a silence and I thought I'd fill it. Um, Blade Runner 2049. Mm. Yeah. Do yep. you know what? Um, going back to what Tom said earlier, it's another film. I've only seen it once. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to be honest, uh, a little bit like um, Die Hard 4, I was a bit drunk when I watched it. Mm-hmm. And it's a theme uh, emerging. It's not yeah. a film to watch drunk. Good no, <laughs> no, but no, I wasn't very drunk, but I was drunk enough um, to kind of. You do, you do realise that if you're drunk all the time, then you can just, whatever you do, you'll be drunk when you're doing it. You get, you get <laughs> Is it too early for gin? Um, no, uh, I, I don't know why, but I, somehow I feel like the the little bit of tipsiness on top aided my viewing of it, and like opened every single exception. yeah, yeah, it opened my mind a little bit, and it was just an incredibly good film. Okay, yeah. more more yep. <laughs> more headlines to add. Okay, mine um, my number five is 2011's The Thing. Interesting. Wow. Ooh, okay. Wow, okay. Interesting because I only watched that the other day. I just need to check very quickly. We have watched it together, Finney, but I'm glad you remembered that. <laughs> now, now, I didn't. I've now remembered that this I was on one of your uh, little nerd camp retreats. That... No, no, that was, no, no, no. That was when, when Dave was in a hot tub late together. at night. Um, yeah, that's watching yeah. CEX videos. That was, <laughs> no, um, I, I really like it. I think it's obviously it's set just before the f- original one starts. It when this one ends, the next the original film starts. I think it's they seem they. Oh, is it not a remake? No, no. It's it it actually it actually does both. It is a sequel. It is a a prequel. Sorry, but it it's it has been written cleverly in that it could be seen as a remake. There's 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 absolutely no spoilers in this, but this one it ends. uh, Its ending is interwoven into the beginning of the first original thing. Uh, Oh, I always just assumed it was one of those bollocks shit for shit shot for shot remakes. No. No. Oh, okay. All right. Although I have to admit, I I thought that it just really just I'm not it, I thought it just recovered everything that the first one had already mm. done. That's not to say I didn't enjoy it, but I didn't I didn't think this is amazing. But, but mainly okay. it's because of the first one. So um so so let's let I don't want to be crushing anybody's hopes and dreams here. But uh, so first thing is isn't so, that the point John of doing Cup- this podcast? Yeah, sure. First thing to say, John Carpenter's The Thing is and always will be in my top three films of all time, point blank. Uh, so you're saying that I, I, I've tried to watch this film once, and I thought they're just, they're, just, they're, just piss, they're just pissing on something that's incredibly important to me as a film, so I, I can't be bothered with it. Um, so I probably didn't give it a fair shake of the, of the maracas, so to speak. Um, but just compa- compared to John Carpenter's The Thing, it, it, it's it, it's just completely superfluous. That film is perfect. I mean, it, it's a perfect film. So I 
I, I really struggled to see how 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 you could add to it or why you'd want to. I just I just think I just think trying to trying to reimagine it is totally unnecessary. Well, to be fair, I mean, obviously this one wouldn't would not get in my top chart of favourite yeah. films of all time. It wouldn't get anywhere near to it. But as we as it was your idea to veto Star Wars DC, <laughs> <laughs> I've got to fill this list with something. Films that are released on a Wednesday. Film <laughs> men and women in the same scene. Yeah. yeah. All seems a bit derivative. Fair enough. Um, okay. I th- I th- I thought it was a, a an ex- like an acceptable TV version of of another very very good film, which I have to agree with Tom that the, the, the first one just makes it it does make it unnecessary. If you hadn't seen the first one, you do actually. We should get, also you could we should also say it's not here. it's not the first one. It's a, no, it, it's it, not. It, it's that a remake of itself, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, I, was I, I would. And I wasn't would that rec- of a book as well? Uh, yeah. Who goes there? Is that yeah. Yeah. I can't remember who wrote the book. I yeah. just recommend watching them back to back, and then it will probably it will obviously make you enjoy the second one a lot more, or the original yes, a lot more. Yes, that'd be also it gives you yeah. a bit of an, a bit more of an appreciation for this yeah. re- re-release. So. Yeah, I think if you hadn't seen the first one at all, you would get similar um, similar vibes from from watching that one. But you wouldn't. You wouldn't. I'd have to go back on what I said to Jason the other day, which is you're not allowed to watch this out of order. If you are going to watch them, you'd have you'd have to watch that prequel first. <laughs> otherwise you'd be massively disappointed yeah i mean okay. it's, using the star wars universe by the way going back to that conversation using the star wars universe as saying you can't watch things out of order um probably wasn't the uh, the biggest move <laughs> <laughs> right number four oh, hang on i've done my number five oh yet. sorry Tom, beg your pardon sorry has everybody else done the number five i've lost yeah, yeah, yeah okay yeah. sorry yeah. My, my number five uh, is Pacific Rim 2013, Guillermo oh. del Toro, Robots versus Monsters. God. Is this I on anybody else's list? I haven't seen it. No, no way near. The premise of it just made me stay away. Awful. Yeah, you haven't seen Pacific no, Rim? I've, no, I've not watched it because it looks bollocks. It is absolutely Are you awful. kidding me? Yeah. It's awful. Pacific it looks, Rim, the first one. Yeah, it looks It looks like big, big things fighting oh, other big things. wow. Yeah. How how, how uh, guys, you're all wrong. No. Totally wrong. It's a great film. It's Idris an excellent Elber, film. Idris Elba aside, the large pre- the mo- the biggest premise of this film is big aliens coming out of the water and big robots fighting big aliens in the water and doing wrestling moves on the big aliens into the water that doesn't damage them. <laughs> See, in that's the what, that's fighters. what the marketing that, that really told me the film me. was about. So that's <laughs> yeah. why I yeah. didn't watch it. You're 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 saying those words in that order in that sentence as if that is a, a, neg- a negative thing to say about this film. When I'm hearing this and I'm like, yes, correct. These are all the reasons why it's wonderful. It just annoyed it just annoyed me so much. And even like a, an almost an Independence Day esque rallying speech by Idris Elba's character at the end isn't enough. Ninety percent of the way through the movie, they go, "Oh, by the way, we've got this giant fucking awesome laser sword, which is really good. Why didn't you use that at the first part of the film when all of your mates were getting slaughtered?" It, yeah, just that didn't didn't enjoy. Uh, it. I, I, yeah, I can't, I can't remember. Sure, I mean, it, it, it probably has it, it probably has some some story holes in the way a film like that is is bound to. The, the brilliant things about Pacific Rim, it is visually stunning, as you would expect from a Guillermo del Toro movie. Mm. Uh, the kind of the 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 visual language has been talked about a lot. The use of colour, uh, tying the characters' to stories together uh, is brilliant. It is a quintessential giant robots versus giant monsters movie. And that, you know, that has a lot of resonance as, as a kind of 
it has resonance as a genre piece for that reason. I don't think it's ever, I don't think there's been a movie that has big robots in it that's been better before or since. It, well, are you good? You're right, because, just, just shoot down robot jocks. Yeah, I was exactly. Like that. I was, that's what I was about to mention. Sort of robot jocks. You, from like we, we can talk about robot. We can talk about robot jocks. Robot jocks. <laughs> have you tried to watch it recently? <laughs> no, Not in childhood. No, no. <laughs> you know what? It, I it have doesn't sound very years well. Ago. It doesn't. If, if you set, if you reset your mind to when you first watched it, then it's amazing. But, but yeah. the reason, but Pacific Rim is great because those ro- the robots, and this is a reason why, for example, the second Pacific Rim film was, was shit because it didn't. It was all awful. Those sequences do completely missed the point of what worked in the first one, which is the robots are big, they have weight, um, they are big and powerful, and the monsters are slightly bigger and more dangerous and more powerful, so there's, a, there's like a real, you know, there's a real sense that even though these guys are like um, cool, cool, amazing pilots, and, and, and they have these the most powerful machines man ever built, they are still slightly outclassed all the time. It, it balances that, that, that threat really well, and, um, you know, making a giant robot in CGI look look like it, it actually is as big and heavy as it is and then making it look cool is not an easy thing to do if it was then there'd be loads of great films like this mm-hmm. and there, there isn't most of them are shit points of fucking you know Michael Bay's dreadful efforts one after the other <laughs> uh, this this film does that stuff right you know what I think, I think the Transformers um, you know Transformers the Godzilla film that's come out um, all of these kind of big thing versus big thing films that it's just well, that, Daisy, for me the marketing for pacific rim just seemed like it was more of the same and i couldn't be bothered yeah that's right that's what failed me was the marketing yeah. I'd, i've never well, wanted you... to see it but based on what you've said and you put it so highly you know that's it's worth probably worth checking out which i suppose is one of the one of the it's great things by Guillermo del toro guys if, the, if that wasn't enough to make you think oh maybe that is worth a watch then yeah. well, i'm glad what i've said is but that's Jason, your mistake not the film Jason, can I just say, if you don't like the big thing versus big thing genre, can I recommend one of my DVDs <laughs> behind me of Mega Python versus Gatoroid? And that, will change, that will change your mind. <laughs> if only that had been released in the last 10 years. Yeah. It still wouldn't get in my list. I've, uh, I've got a soft spot in my heart for uh, Two-Headed Shark. I've got loads of shark you... films. I love you. Two-Headed uh, Shark. Is I've not seen that one. I'd recommend, so we're getting off the tangent here, I'd recommend Ghost Shark. Because the, the premise of Ghost Shark is it's obviously a ghost shark and it can appear in any uh, any source of water. There's one oh, scene on, where, I think I've seen that yeah, with you as well. Yeah, there's, like, one, there's one where there's two girls in a jacuzzi it. and yeah. it just it, it yeah. forms in the bottom of the jacuzzi and then just sort of yeah. comes up as an attack from below and eats both yeah. them in the jacuzzi. But it doesn't, yeah, it, doesn't, just... it doesn't like physically manifest. It's just no. like, like a... Uh, it's a ghost wherever yeah. it attacks yeah that's right yeah. my um, shark and my ghost. knowledge of these yeah. type of films suggests that those two girls in the jacuzzi were either uh, semi-naked or about to start kissing each other no no they were just when the shark in, in, bikinis. Oh, right. in bikinis just, they're just hanging out daisy yeah, i have not, to say um daisy i have to say i don't know if you if you do dating online or have a dating profile but if you do have a dating profile then i must insist uh, that you just that you have one line description of your of yourself that says oh, I've got loads of shark films <laughs> because I have um... most days I've got loads of shark films that will get you that will get you dates upon dates upon dates. <laughs> I must admit when I I don't have a dating profile at the moment when I did have one on Plenty of Fish my uh, tagline at the top. And it was basically there as almost like bait to say, you know, if, if a if a girl knows the answer to this and gets in touch with me, then I know I'm going to marry her. And it was the it was the tagline, "What is best in life?" <laughs> no See one. your enemies living <laughs> before you. Exactly. <laughs> 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 so finish, finish, 
Finney's my ideal wife by the sound of it. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, never, I, I never got Yeah, we knew prize. that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right, right. That's, that's... All right. We spent a lot of time on number five. Uh, we're oh, rambling yeah. as ever, but uh, who cares? Let's go to number um, four. Number, number four. four. Who wants to kick off number four? I'll go um, number four. Go again. Go. My my choice it, it, again is from 2010. It's Troll Hunter. Do you know what? I was going to pick that, and I thought it's not a sci-fi film, so I didn't put it in. It's kind of branches out across a few genres. Is it sci? Is it sci-fi? It does. It is put in the sci-fi genre along with a few. I really ones. enjoyed it, so I'm glad you yeah. mentioned it. But it was I, on yeah, the Wikipedia list, wasn't it? But yeah, was yeah, it? I'm not sure. I, if you haven't seen it, have you guys, you guys here all seen it? No, I have, yeah, I haven't I'd, seen it. No. Really good, really good. Definitely, it's a, it's a Norwegian film, and it's, yeah. sub, it's subtitled. Um, don't let that put you off if you don't like subtitled right. films. It's just, it's, I really, really heartily recommend it. It's really, it's one of those films that you think this looks weird, and then you watch it, and you think I actually really enjoyed that. It shouldn't, it shouldn't work at all. So on paper, it's like a, it's like mm-hmm. subtitles, and everyone's like, oh god. B, it's about, you know, it's about trolls. <laughs> And see, it's a it's a, like a found footage film. And you look at those two things and go, "Oh my god, I'm never going to watch that." You should definitely, yeah, definitely. definitely. Watch it. It's it was a big it's surprise really to me when I watched it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. It's added. It's on the list. Yeah. Okay, nice, cool. Yeah. My uh, uh, my number four, really quick. Sorry, yeah. Tom, I'm going to jump in. No, no, no. Mine's been mentioned already. Inception. I remember enjoying that and not really understanding what on earth was happening. Did you work that. out the ending meaning? Whether it was reality or a dream, uh, I've swayed. What well, I've read various things, and I've I've watched it, and I've um, come up with different theories each time I watch it. It's one of those, and the, the thing is, I don't think it. To me, it doesn't matter. To, got, to me, it doesn't matter whether yeah. it's reality or not. It's a bit I've, like the first Blade Runner. It's matter to me you know. either, but probably for different reasons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got I've got one that I read, oh, one that I kind of noticed myself. In the the one I noticed myself is that. Every time it's uh, a dream, I need to make sure I explain this the right way. Mm-hmm. Every time it's a dream, he's a wearing a watch. Yes. And, yeah, then, in reality, well. and then in reality, he's not wearing a watch. Yeah, yeah. And at the en- end of the film, he's not wearing a watch. Yeah, that's right. And then the one I read is that Michael Caine's character, uh, he came out and told an interviewing team that interviewed him that every time he's in a scene, it's real and not a dream. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because that's what he was told by the director, apparently. So. Oh, cool. <laughs> it probably surprises no one, having made some derisive comments, but I think Inception is massively overrated. Uh, <coughs> it, didn't, it didn't make my So is your face. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Um, <laughs> like that thing about the end, ooh, was it a dream, was it not? I, I, I have an instinctive kind of visceral, <clears throat> unpleasant reaction to a film which is kind of trying tr- trying trying to force me to to to, to be intrigued to think. uh by 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 a spinning <clears throat> top that's why um, i didn't like um arrival if any of you guys have seen that it's just bumming non-linear time it's like i'll get um, over yourself hold, hold your horses yeah hold your horses oh. inception not I'm, I'm not nolan's biggest fan um I, I, th- I think i do think it's overrated i am a big nolan fan you're gonna enjoy this list <laughs> enjoy arguing on this list but, uh... <laughs> all right so uh number four rich have you got a number four uh yeah i put the martian in at number four i really enjoyed that okay yeah. um okay. i thought it i thought it was uh again it's a film that works very well when it's only concentrating on, on one character um all the cgi and stuff was, was brilliant um i don't know 
I don't know what other, what what does everyone else think of Matt Damon? I know this I know this the general yeah, Matt Damon means, but Matt I think Damon. I, I, I think he's pretty good in in. Oh, he's good. Limited yeah. stuff I've seen him in, I, and I thought he was really well cast for that. And and it was, it was, I mean, it was an exciting film, but there were like some real sort of human and humorous and sort of anxious moments in it, which yeah. I really, 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 really I like it. There's just a bit they didn't incorporate from the book, which. I would have liked them to, where he uses uh, as sort of digit referral points, he invents the phrases. It's space ninjas right. um, <laughs> yeah. to, to quantify an amount of something, and he yeah. like that's in the book, which I quite yeah. like. But they didn't they didn't put that in the film, which would have been quite funny. But maybe it's the the more we talk about it, the more I'm annoyed it's not in my top ten. Yeah. It's, cool. uh, it's yeah. a good film. It's 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 good. It's that nice sci-fi sweet spot in that it's it's exciting and it's 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 cool. It's it's cool and spectacular, but it's kind of believable. Like, That's right. Uh, you know, the, the 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 story is, you know, the problems are solved with science and with being clever, and the characters uh, like um, Bill Pullman, like like his character, you know, that they, they demonstrate qualities that you want to see in 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 characters in those films like you know leadership and, yeah. and taking time over decisions yeah. uh, the one of the bit that really stands out for the for that film for me is i think oh, I'm fuck, so no, it's been a while since i've seen it but the, the there's like the japanese scientists who are who are discussing the the problems that the martians have and say yeah this this should be a discussion between scientists let's not polit- politicize yeah, it yeah, yeah. and I, I really like that the film has those kind of elements they you know, they, they I kind of for, I kind of forgot about the, the whole supporting cast in, in that film because I was just thinking of it as a as a sort of um, you know a, a character study of one guy. But there's, of course, there's all the there's all the, uh, well, yeah. the rest of his crew as well, isn't there? Yeah, there's um, a lot going on. Yeah, I've forgotten sort of that side of it as well. Really good. I might have to watch that again very very soon. Yeah, I think I'm going to do the same. <laughs> <as well. laughs> right, uh, Tom. Number four. Okay, number four. My number four. Now this is. It's not sci-fi. I apologise. It's not sci-fi, but Uh-oh. it's su- it's such a good film. I had to include it. Uh, it, it, it. It does have some some suitable, suitably fantastic elements. Is it the Peppa uh, Pig 2000... movie? Yes, it's Peppa Pig. Uh, Peppa Pig's there. She, her face is always to one side. She's got two eyes. It freaks me out. <laughs> enough. Uh, enough. Is it, is it Pacific uh, Rimmers? <laughs> it, it's pronounced specific Rimmers. No. <laughs> <laughs> Only available uh, at CEX, uh, folks. <laughs> That's not how you spell sex. Uh, it's um, t- 2012, Cabin in the Woods. It's the oh, other uh, Joss Whedon film from 2012. Yeah, that is brilliant. It's a horror film. It's sci-fi, and you're not allowed it like Days isn't allowed Troll Hunter, but it is brilliant. Yeah, or, the or same year. Sci-fi. It is a little bit sci-fi. It kind of is a bit, isn't it? Because there's, there's, there's some weird technology going on, but it, it's fundamentally yeah. horror. Um, yeah. and, and it's a deconstruction uh, of the kind of the... The cabin in the woods slasher slasher yeah film, uh, but it's just brilliant. And it, if if anybody, but it was two thousand. It was made in two thousand eleven. Came out in two thousand twelve. It was in the cinema at the same time as the first Avengers film. So yeah, like Joss right. Whedon just kind of took over cinemas that year. Um, it's a fabulous film. But if you haven't I watched was, it, God's sake, watch it. I was very. It's, very... it's another one on my list. Um, I didn't watch it at the time because I assumed it was just uh, literally called Cabin in the Woods. I assumed it was a Cabin in the Woods horror slasher film. Do you know that's um, what I, and I can't and be bothered with. And that. that's one of the reasons why I enjoyed my first viewing of it so much. I just caught it on satellite or, or wherever yeah. it was. I didn't watch it at the cinema. I, it was one of those yeah. late night things. I thought, well, I'll just I'll just sit. I, I, you know, when you can't be asked to go to bed. So I didn't know that it was going to have that twist in it, and it was brilliant. And the the other film that that actually happened to me somehow, and I'm so glad it did happen, was 
way back in the day. That happened to me with um, From Dusk Till Dawn. Yeah. I, had, yeah. I had no idea of the... I thought I was watching a Tarantino standard, um, you know... Yeah. I did the exact same movie. thing with that. Yeah. yeah. And it suddenly kicks off and you're like, yeah. what the fuck yeah. is happening? <laughs> right. Any more number fours? No, that's it. We've done the number fours. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Before we do our top three, should we um, take the piss out of some of our friends and... Uh, yeah, why not? Some That's of what the we're all here that for. They've come up with. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, okay. go for it. So uh, we've got about nine responses. Not too bad. I'll start off with some of the nice ones. Well, we'll be nice. Um, Saul Burton, who's uh, become a bit of a fan of our show. Um, he's he's the lad who made that very disturbing uh, image. <laughs> the big toe. Uh, the big toe picture. Yeah. Um, but his top five is uh, The Martian, uh, in descending order, The Martian, yeah. Arrival, mm-hmm. Mad Max Fury Road, and I Am Mother at number two. Now, I've not seen that. I've not seen that. Uh, I really recommended right. it, yeah. And yeah. number one is Blade Runner. We'll allow it. Duncan, uh, isn't, Duncan is uh, the one who instigated yeah. this whole thing, isn't he? So, yes, yeah, mine and Finney's run, yeah. Yeah, Duncan has put at number five, Dread, Trollhunter at number four. Um, You're going to love this though, Tom, because uh, his top two is number two, Interstellar, and number one, Inception. Yawn. <laughs> Yawn. <laughs> uh, I, I won't read all of them now, but Josh Benson. Um, uh, my has, nephew. My is nephew. that your nephew? That is oh, my cool. nephew. So Josh Benson has got Predators at number five. And uh, number one has Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, I'm going to have to um, have a serious word with him. Uh, Andy serious Head. chat with him. Andy like Head, who we all know, friend of the show. Um, friend of the show, friend of the show. Friend of the show. He's put Deadpool in at number five, if you allow it. No, we don't fucking no, we allow, don't allow it, Andy, so no, fuck no. off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Andy. <laughs> and I am number four. He's put I am number four at number one. I don't know if he's just got confused there. Uh, anyway, oh, I'll just do some. I'll do some number four. ones really quickly. Anna Muschin, uh, Apollo eighteen, uh, Trek lad, and Gillian Francis have both put Under the Skin as their number one. Um, oh, my my old school friend Nick Maxson Smith has somehow put Moon into number two, even though it was released in two thousand nine. Uh, that would have been said, high if it had been in this decade. If it had been, if it was this, if it was that decade, Moon would be uh, my number one. Quite frankly. But as it stands, um, no points get out of the classroom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but then stand I stand in the corridor and think about what you've done. I, I feel like we have to spend some time talking about this um, this this person called Adam Hayden. Oh, I don't know. Oh, really? I don't know if don't you guys give, don't, don't give him the spotlight. All the I don't know if down. you guys have heard of him. Um, I I don't know who he is. Um, I deny all knowledge. Uh, he's actually put Rise of Planet of the Apes at number one. Could, sorry, can I just ask a quick question? Does he look more or less like Bruce Willis than you do? Yes. He probably looks... <laughs> <laughs> but he's more... He's shrouding his Bruce what do you Willis. Mean? Hang on, he's, he's nothing to do with me. I don't know who he is. Yeah. Uh, he's actually put uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes at number one. Yes. Kung Fury at number four. Not sci-fi? Is, not sci-fi. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, That's too far out. It, yeah, his number five film is Prometheus. Oh... oh. Well, that's just, that's just rendered the rest of his choices completely that's irrelevant, a, isn't it? So, terrible choices. Daisy, can we bad. replace, for one week, can we replace your Death Star laser with a giant rolling spaceship? <laughs> um, and and uh, Adam um, would be forced I, to run in front of you. To be fair. Uh, in a straight line. <laughs> obviously, I would like our, the podcast, we need to garner more attention, but I don't think we're as yet at the numbers where we can kill off our fans. <laughs> Or listeners, so we'll reserve that until later on in the future. Uh, he told me <laughs> until the we've day. got twenty listeners, in which, and then 
Yeah. <laughs> I thought, sorry, did you say something in Alien? He did, yeah. Yes, I did. <laughs> was, yeah. For the listeners at home, I drew my finger across my throat and made a, uh, a yeah. throat slice noise, which um, um, is um, just I'll, great I'll, radio. I'll be perfectly honest with you here. Uh, my brother told me the other day he's never listened to the podcast. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, kill it, kill away, quite frankly. <laughs> kill away, yeah. uh, so there you go. There's, um, yeah, um, we had uh, a couple of other people. Um, uh, Claire Morgan, one of our fans, said she couldn't nominate anything because um, she just wanted to put all the Marvel, Star Trek, DC stuff on there. Yeah, yeah, um, outside the class. Yeah, yeah. I, I personally, I would like to have seen someone try and put any of the Star Trek films released in the last decade on that list because I could um, easily. What? I what? could quite easily. Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, Did you say Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Trek. Oh, sorry. Oh, Star, Star Wars. Trek. Yeah, Star Trek. Can fuck. <laughs> yeah. Trek can fuck off into the yeah. darkness. Jesus. Into Darkness is one of the worst films I think I've ever yeah. seen. Full stop. When, that's what, that's um, why I said it can fuck off into darkness. Yeah, yeah. Um, when was the, when was the original reboot? Um, 2009. Okay. 2009. Yeah, yeah. That is a very. That fun. would have probably been in my top 10 yeah. had we not yeah. had the. Uh, 100%. Yeah. But the, the other two are bollocks. Franchise. And yeah, they're bad, bad films. Yes. Uh, so, sorry, Claire. Uh, right. Shall we move on to our top threes then? Yeah. Let's do it. Making noise with my Uh, well, all right, podcast <laughs> listeners, it's time for the top three films of 2010 to 2019. Everybody's picked their top three favourites. We're going to run through them now. Uh, great. That was exhausting. Yeah. Um, how do we how do we want to do this? Are we going to go around again? Everybody's yeah, yeah I think we should. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So basically what we're doing is we're just carrying on as we were. Yes. Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> Thrilling stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, so I, I can imagine anyone listening to this is on the edge of their seat right now. So... Yeah. Because yeah, they're about trying to, to get away. away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't want to disappoint them. Very, right. very bored. Who wants to go first? I'll go first with my number three. Um, Do it. Tom won't like this. My, <laughs> my, my, my number three is Interstellar. Yeah. Okay. Okay. yeah. I like this uh, for many reasons. Well, not for many reasons, that's a lie. I like it for a few reasons. Uh, I, think, like it. I think the um, the musical score to this by Hans Zimmer is it's fucking incredible. Yeah, really does add a lot of gravitas to the film. Um, I like the fact um, Dr. Kit Thorne, who is the physicist and um, yeah. experimental physicist behind the film, uh, they, where possible, they strictly had to follow the, phys- the laws of physics. Yep. And any speculation uh, in the film had to be based on potential scientific method not yeah. as he as he said but not what came out of the screenwriter's brain yeah <laughs> so i, I quite that. I, I i that's one of I, I do like it and um yeah it's i think it's a good film mm-hmm. it's than, uh, it's it, yeah. really hard sci-fi um but i'm gonna not say much about it yet fair enough i, I will mean... um I'll, I'll reserve my comments until i, I i've said enough about nolan's films I have, I have some thoughts on on that but i'll i'll wait until everybody's done there yeah as yeah, a, sorry, a, a quick addendum as well. Um, I 
was surprised because usually with uh, Matthew McConaughey, I struggle oh, to yeah. watch his films. I kind of go into a trance when I listen to his voice. I don't know if that's a weird crush thing or just a... I, it's a sex thing. Yeah, It yeah. might be a sex thing. It might be... <laughs> Uh, it might just be he's, you know, his voice is on a frequency that just makes me go to sleep. But yeah. <laughs> he, um, but he, regardless, he... I enjoyed the film, even though he was in it for a lot. Yeah, so. Interstellar was um, around about the same time as the first series of True Detective, wasn't it? And it was this sudden. Uh, I saw it referred to as the reconnaissance uh, of his yes. career. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it, it, he suddenly went from being this kind of pretty boy. Uh, rom-com actor who occasionally tried to do something gritty but failed to suddenly being very very good i don't know what happened but he suddenly became very good at what his craft i tell, I tell you what happened he won an oscar for dallas buyers club um uh, yes i want to say the year before but i could be completely wrong about I that i can't but remember that, but yeah it was around that, about that the same was time. the matthew mcconnaissance the mcconnaissance yeah 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 <laughs> okay next okay. choice Rock and roll. Uh, right, I'll do my number three because you're Go really, really going to enjoy this. Uh, my number three is a film from 2014. It stars Tom Cruise and it is Edge yeah. of Sword. Live, die, repeat. <laughs> I, uh, Go on, Daisy. Of, I think less of you as a human being. <laughs> I, 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 th I thought this would make, make me some friends. <laughs> Edge of Tomorrow. Guys, I have rewatched that film so many times. Uh, I like Tom Cruise anyway. I think he does great stuff i think he's a very he's probably he's arguably the, the best um big movie block blockbuster actor um, that there is what? and it, no i'll say best, best actor under five for five <laughs> that's as far as i'm willing to go there's there's nobody else who can do what he does as a performer he's about i'd say he's about 60 percent of a jackie chan in terms of what he will act, what he can and will actually do in, in his films in height no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's rich coming for all of us because we're all below every type, but i'm right i mean we could talk about the mission impossible films we're not going to because it's, no, it's not it's not really cool. on our wheels but edge of tomorrow is a great sci-fi film it does an excellent job of uh dealing with some timey-wimey wibbly-wobbly weirdness um it it fits together i pretty much flawlessly i think i, I can't think of any any gaffes or or bits of it that, that don't aren't actually kind of coherent within within the film um it, the monsters the, the 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 weird the weird monster monstrous things are scary and exciting and look great and it still looks great now uh, the action's fantastic um the yeah i just think it's, it's a brilliant sci-fi film uh, it's what it's it's the sort of film I'd, i want to watch when i go and see a sci-fi blockbuster it's intelligent enough it's exciting enough it's well paced i love it Finney, um, who, Finney, have you got your my, the top, my third? Um, yeah, I, I would put um, the Blade Runner sequel in in third yeah. position. We've we've more or less talked about it. It was, it's, it you know it does rely on for nostalgia from the first one. But if you loved the first one and you loved the way it was shot and you loved the feel of that film, then yes. this is not it's not better. Probably not quite as good. But for for it not to be I think I think it was relief that it wasn't a complete disaster. It's one thing, um, yeah. but I just loved the way it was shot. I loved the way the film felt. It felt like old school filmmaking. The way that yeah. some of well, most of the scenes were shot without um, cameras that you're, you you struggle to track. You know, it it was uh, one thing that did confuse me a bit was that I I didn't really 
gel with who's um who's the main chat is it ryan ryan gosling ryan gosling yeah, yeah. Um, i didn't think he did a bad job for it i don't know if it's just you know so, he played it well but i just don't i don't really get him i think it's, it's difficult to watch but despite a ryan gosling all that film. it all came together I, I really yeah do. it's difficult sometimes to watch a ryan gosling film without seeing ryan gosling yeah, in it, but yeah, this is this is probably he's right the, there, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah, <laughs> he's right there, and all this the is... scenes that he's in, and... <laughs> not eating his cereal. <laughs> but this is one of those times, I think, yeah. where he he transcended Ryan Gosling a little bit. He did, he yeah. did, and um, I, yeah, he became a full goose. <laughs> <laughs> I love the feel of it. I love the fact that they still didn't um, force you to decide whether yeah. um, Deckard was a replicant or not. Which I, I'm of the opinion that he isn't. If we want to have that argument at some point, he, he's a replicant. That is a whole other <laughs> it was, other no, it podcast. Was, it was compre- comprehensively answered uh, in the um, in the director's cut. Yeah. Um, and and the things Ridley Scott said about it. What I love about uh, Blade Runner, um, the cinematography is stunning, yeah, isn't it? It is stunning. Yeah, I know. I know. It's directed by um, Denis Villeneuve, wasn't it? But I can't think off the top of my head who the cinematographer was. But it is just. Out of this world. It is. Oh, it's um. I can't remember who it is. He give has us, some give us a big quick, films. Give us a quick Brian. IMDb, Tom. It's Brian Blessed. I'm doing it. I'm all over it. Brian Blessed. Keep, talk, yeah. keep talking, though. Brian Blessed yeah. is the cinematographer behind Blade Runner 2049. You hit it here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like his other work as well. Um, the cinematography Brian Blessed did on Skyfall. Um, <laughs> really good. <laughs> la 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 la. These are the Actually, it, was, it wasn't the same guy, was it? Skyfall. Oh, just checking now. Yeah. Roger Deakins. Yes, uh, yes. It is Skyfall. Yeah, it is Skyfall. Right. Same guy. Oh, he is literally. No, I don't know if I can't remember his name, but he is literally one of my favourite cinematographers. When, the when the he, things that man does with him, the Jason? camera. Okay, cool. When I when I've remembered his name, um, the things that guy does <laughs> with the camera is extraordinary. So, it's done a lot of a lot of lot of Coen Brothers stuff. That's another late late night. Can I give my number three while I'm on a roll? Yes. X Machina. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I love that film. It yes, is. Yes. You know, you know, we had that conversation a while ago and we were talking about when you're watching things in this day and age, it's really difficult sometimes. If, if a film doesn't immediately grab your attention, you'll pick up your phone, you'll check something yeah. else and that kind of thing. This is one of those films where I was just glued to the screen the entire time. It is it is proper sci-fi. Uh, it, is, it is, again, it is very sci-fi. Um, there are themes about AI, about power and manipulation, surveillance, the control of data. Um, I was looking at some um, IMDb stuff just to refresh my memory, and um, uh, one of the reviewers used the term false intimacy, which I thought was really nice because um, the, the way it kind of puts you in in mind of some films like Moon or Silent Running in the fact that it's got that sort of the tension and the paranoia. It kind mm-hmm. of sticks it's a claustrophobic film you know you're, mm-hmm. you're you're very very close to the actors faces a lot of the time but many times particularly with um ava the robot you are behind a screen like uh, physically you're behind glass um but in terms of where the camera is and that's where the kind of false intimacy comes from i, t- I totally agree i mean i, I put this film uh, at number 10 simply because I, it's been a while since i've seen it and there are other films that yeah. that i had more to say about um, but I remember really liking this film. This is this is the film that for that, that 
brought Oscar Isaac to my attention as a brilliant actor and everything yeah. I've seen him in before or since now I, I view through the lens of his performance in this film because yeah, he, he's brilliant um you're, you're it, it's a you're right it's a very good sci-fi film it, it, it touches on really interesting themes it's, it's a film of its time and that it is very much about I think um it's a film about women's bodies and um ownership of those bodies and that ties in you know very yeah. well with the kind of the classic sci-fi robot things but it it gives it a bit of a, a, a feminist lens as well, which is, yeah. you know, it's of its time, like all good sci-fi is. Uh, and it, and it's, it's, it, as you say, it's very, it's gripping. It's gripping stuff. Wow, there, there was no argument there. Um, should we do number twos? Number two. Number twos. Yeah, I don't mean let's pause and all go for a poo. Um, hey. oh, hey. I don't need to pause. Don't need to pause. <laughs> <laughs> Are you not wearing a nappy, Jason? I thought we had this discussion. <laughs> no. Um, cool. Number two. I'm going to make Rich change it. Right, number two. <laughs> go, go on, on Jason. So should I go? Oh, yeah. It's just, just all me. Right. Um, You're wrong. More, more love to Denis Villeneuve. Uh, it's Arrival. Oh, for God's sake. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Now, Arrival. Um, how top do you three, talk? Really? Top two, mate. <laughs> how do you talk to alien beings when you don't have some magical universal translator? You um, bum non-linear got... time like this film does. Yes. <laughs> By learning a new language, it shapes the way that you think. And in this instance, um, no spoilers, it shapes the way you experience time. That is really, really cool sci-fi. It really blew me away. I struggled. I, I, I have seen this film. I've watched it. I've watched it a couple of times, and I struggle to get beyond that concept because it does. It loves itself a bit too much in that. And it's like, all oh, right, I get yeah, it. It's yeah, about okay. non-linear time. Get over yourself in, in time. <laughs> Get on with it. I, I've only watched this film once, and do you know what? I, I had I had some very kind of strong objections slash irritations to it in regards to the story. Uh, I did philosophy at university. The first essay I ever wrote was about free will versus determinism, and to me, this film felt like a like a dull and and sort of hackneyed approach to to that whole to that whole subject. Uh, and that makes me sound like a massive intellectual snob, and I probably am. Like I say, I can't actually remember what exact ins and outs of what I disliked about this film but if I watched it again I would only be watching it to remind myself what I didn't like uh, that's how unimpressed I was with it uh, philosophy uh, philosophy <laughs> graduate yeah yeah. it's <laughs> quite hard to dump on me for being a philosophy graduate when you've just lauded a film like this and put it in your notes <laughs> 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 there's, there's a, there's a yeah. little bit of a with problem you. there that's to be honest Tom buddy. I don't think there is ever any difficulty in dumping on someone for being a philosophy graduate ever. It is, it's, it's just an open goal, isn't it? To be fair, that, that rebuttal right there is earned Tom his pizza toppings he had in the introduction. <laughs> <laughs> well um, right, no my, my, my number two is Priest. Goes in oh, there for me. Priest. Uh, Paul Bettany, who yeah. I love, and Carl Urban, who I love as opposing forces. What more can you want in a film? I'm in. Um, I've sure seen it. It's originally based on, and I've got some of them. It's a comic run by a Korean um, guy called Hyung Min Woo, who's done yeah. the, the. The film isn't a direct take from the comics. Uh, it doesn't adhere to the comics that much, but Paul Bettany's character in this is, I think, it's fucking awesome. Uh, and Carl Urban, as we all know, is yeah. flawless in anything he does, and he's really good. Um, Everything he does. Well, comes Carl Urban. I, I base some of these choices on, you know, a film that I could watch over and over and over again without getting bored of it, and Priest is one of them for me. Yeah. 
It's amazing. I've, I've never watched I've it. Never, I've never watched it. It's your number two, Daisy. I've never watched it. Well, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, it's a very dark gothic film. It's got a lot of vampires in it, but they're not the, you know, your generic vampires. They've done it in a different way in this film. Um, Is it sci-fi? Yes. Okay. I'll have, we'll have to take your word for it because I've not seen it. But yeah, yeah. Paul Bettany and Carl Urban. Thank you very much. On there. Shall I do my number two? Yeah, go for it. Number two, Mad Max Fury Road, 2015, or as I've written it, yeah. Mad Max Jury Road, which I guess is <laughs> about the blockheads in a, a post-apocalyptic world. It should really be called Justifiably Angry Furiosa with Mad Max as a car ornament. Yes, yes. Fe- featuring Mad Max a bit. <laughs> yes. Okay, but what I will say, um, I'm going to hand in one of my geek cards here. Uh, I have not yet watched it. Get yeah. out! I know! It's get out! Like... You haven't watched Mad Max! <laughs> I keep getting out until is... somebody tells you to stop. <laughs> I... Fucking Muppet! I know. Um, I don't know why I haven't watched it. It's not a conscious... It's not like, oh, I'm not going to watch that film. I really want to watch that film. But for what? some reason, it's just... <laughs> you haven't seen that film. I don't know how it just hasn't happened. I mean, I've, 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 I've downloaded I've... it. Um, on the um, the iLegal, you know, before it came out uh, on telly, it, I downloaded it on Sky when I had it. Then um, it's currently on one of um, some streaming service somewhere, but I just haven't got around to watching it. I don't know how. I I'm I mean, going to blame I've, my I've, children. And my I've watched it twice. I've they're the, not here. I've I've watched it twice. It didn't make my top ten list. You haven't watched it, and then you've put Arrival in as number two. So what the hell is going on? <laughs> Well, okay. What's great, what's great about this, genuinely, is that we can agree so strongly on things and disagree so strongly on others. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I mean, it's, it's pretty shocking that it didn't make everybody's top ten, to me, um, because it's such a good film. Uh, Jason, God knows what's going on with you, so I'm so sorry. I, I can't, I can't help look, you. No one can. Look, Tom, look, Tom. Let's let's be honest here. I've got I've got three children, all of whom are girls, uh, and a wife who is also a female. Um, and they should all watch this fucking film because they, they won't watch the film, the, and but, they also watch so much shit on my television. Jason, I've got a way out of this for you. We've covered this. A green we covered laser. this. No, we covered this in a previous podcast, um, "Quote on Torpedoes," where you can yeah. just say a line. I won't say the word, but you can say a line from RoboCop. Clarence Bodiger. Get them all to go away. <laughs> I'm just going to talk about it briefly, just to explain why it's so brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a seminal film of our generation. There's absolutely mm-hmm. no doubt about that. That in uh, in terms oh, of, in terms of the filmmaking, if nothing else, in a world of CGI blockbusters, the real star of this film is the stunts and the physical effects. It takes about ten minutes at the end of the. If you want to sit and watch the credits, about ten minutes of watching the credits is the stunt performers and drivers mm. <laughs> who worked on this film. Uh, it is it is so clearly a labour of love in terms of that stuff. That you watch this film and, and you're just constantly going, this is real. You have yeah. to keep reminding yourself that, doing that this stuff. is all. You're watching yeah. actual cars flip over and hit it, and, and stuntmen jump on and off things and fire. And yeah. every aspect of, of of this film is so hardcore and genuine, genuinely staggering. It's it also a really great story. Uh, is as impressive as Christopher Nolan flipping a truck in um, The Dark Knight. Um, that that was a really cool scene. That was a really cool. You thing. love Christopher uh, Nolan. It, it's at least as impressive as that. Uh, it's no, in fact, it, it's it's far mm-hmm. It's it, it's a great film. It's cool. a great great film. There there will probably never never be another film like it. I I, I really want to watch it. <laughs> That's all I can say. 
I the thing that annoyed me about it most is if you take Mad Max out of the Mad Max film, you don't miss him in the slightest. It's a good action film. It's just essentially a long car chase. Yeah, I was hoping for I, more Mad Max, and instead we didn't get. I, I actually I thought, disagree. I, I, I think it was more a really good than way that. to to reinvent him. To be honest, like um, so he so so this film is in my remaining ones, and I haven't got it down as number two. So I might as well just, might as well just say that. So I would <laughs> hold it in this in the sort of esteem that Tom holds it. Um, it took everything that I think I felt about the old Mad Max movies, and it and it and it sort of modernized them but without it doing it in a in a wanky way um the, the actual filming felt old school and it was old school yet the, yet the actual shooting of it was so clean and so clear i actually did do something which is a bit poncy which is i went and saw the um black and chrome edition of it when they released that a little i in, did too mate yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard about that um and i i thoroughly recommend that was, a, that was amazing version. as well maybe even better i don't i don't know um, but it it works it, it it works in brilliant color and in black and white. Um, I just thought that um, I, th I thought offsetting Max actually as a as a bit more of a sidekick. I know Daisy, that's why he didn't like it, but I thought that was how he could sort of still say still keep that sort of character relevant in this day day and age. Um, you know, like I will go back and watch Mad Max and Mad Max Two, where he like, like he's the ultimate badass and he doesn't really need much help from anyone and that's i think that's fine from that era um i don't know whether that would have worked again just to present that sort of same thing again so to have him um uh opposite um Char charlie charlie whatever you want to call her um, yeah i thought it was i thought it was brilliant i don't it, think brilliant. it was it was and it, it wasn't bogged down in in the story was completely retro and um an escapist wasn't it it's just you didn't have to really concentrate on what was going on in it i didn't think um but yeah i thought i thought it was ace i thought it was absolutely ace um have you done your number two yet finn no <laughs> do, you, do you want to do your number two and then and then maybe tell us what your number one is afterwards so two um i've gone for dread number two um, <laughs> yeah. Right, I see where this Which, is gone. Um, is a, is a uh, it was it, the thing with this film was it was actually relatively well received. It's just that nobody went to watch it. Um, and if you like the Judge Dredd character and you've got a bit of an affection for the old comic strips, um, it certainly did a much better, much better job of presenting Dredd than the Stallone effort in. Oh, um, although all those elements of that film I actually in, enjoy as well that film actually managed to get across a little bit of the a little bit of the humor but you couldn't pull it off this film doesn't really have very much humor there is a lot of very subtle sort of very dark understated humor in it um, I think it was just the simplicity of it if you like the Judge Dredd character <laughs> like Dredd doesn't really Dread hasn't been reinvented for this one, so I'm, I'm sort of going against what I said with the with, with, with the last film. But he hasn't been reinvented. You, you almost um, you're rooting for Dread because he's the lawman, but at the same time, you you could see how ruthless and un um, unadaptable he is. Um, and then opposite him, you have got oh, I can't remember her name. I think it's the I think it's the Lena Headley. Is she in the from Game of Thrones? Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. Um, who's and three hundred. Who's the? Of course. Yeah. So she uh, she's like this, you know, super vindictive, ruthless 
a villain who who actually strangely you still have um a bit of sympathy for because of the of, of why she's turned out like that um i just thought it was a, a very very fun movie i don't with this this is one of those movies where i, I don't really care what people think of it as a piece of <laughs> cinema i just enjoyed it and i thought it was quite true to the source material so it's in there at number two nice uh yeah tom yes do, are we are we going to guess what your number one might be here i don't think we have to i think let, let's <laughs> let's see let's see have, have we done all the number twos no, i think we've done all the number twos who's, right, doing, okay. the, who's doing number one first then well, let, 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 let's not do my number one. Just let's Can I... <laughs> let's have a break. Okay. From, from, right. from talking about that film. <laughs> okay. Uh, and there's Jason, no point me get... doing number one either, is there? <laughs> so over to oh, you, boys. Uh, okay. Like... Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna upset Tom. My number one sci-fi film of the last decade, and it's a film that I have watched numerous times. It is a film that even my wife who is not a sci-fi fan, loves very, very much. Uh, it is Interstellar. Interstellar. Okay. Matthew McConaughey, um, with probably one of the most extraordinary performances I've ever seen him do. Part of his... It's his McConaughey day. McConaughey. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, it, do you know what? Do you want to see the notes that I've written down for... Um, no. For those are my notes those are my notes for interstellar it just says number one interstellar because what can i say it is an absolutely extraordinary sci-fi tale um so in terms of uh, the way that the story ends up and without giving any spoilers away for a relatively old film um the way oh, that... fuck it, do spoilers uh, okay so <laughs> The way that the the way that the film ties together nicely, and the fact that the black hole dies, the black hole dies. <laughs> humanity saves itself. Turns out it was love all along. No, it wasn't love. It was yes, it humanity. was. No, it wasn't. no, you're disappointed in the film. It was humanity. It was. It was humanity. <laughs> Shut song. up, Huey Lewis. <laughs> so anything so, that can survive the accretion disk is love. No. Oh. So essentially what it is, is um, That's a good premise for it's a humanity. Humanity has essentially saved itself. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> I can actually see that on the bottom of a poster. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that can survive the accretion disk. Um, no, but, but essentially what, what they do is that the future human beings who have evolved uh, into this state, they create the, the Tesseract, the black hole, um, with which humanity can work to save itself. They utilize Matthew McConaughey's characters and his love for his child in order to use him to then bring the information back that they need for humanity to get the information to build the, um, the anti-gravity devices that they need to eventually escape the dying Earth. So it's not a film about love, but it's a film in which the way love is used by the future of humanity. More than that, though, um, apart from the, the, the story, the effects are stunning. Uh, Matt Damon is really good in it as uh, the kind of the, the mad astronaut. Um, the, the whole scene where um, they're trying to dock with the uh, with the main yeah. part of the ship that's oh. spinning um, and the way that that is achieved is one of the most tense scenes I think I've ever uh, seen um the the scenes on the on the water planet with the the giant wave coming towards them the music the soundtrack that we've already covered 
particularly that scene. Wow. Well, no, 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 because it's a lot that's, more subtle. That's than exactly that. it, Tom. That's exactly it. Particularly on the on that on that scene with the the big wave, and you've got the the, the ticking, and each little tick actually represents, I think, something like a, a week or a month of time on Earth, as it is in reality, because of the way that the time dilation is happening. Everything ties together very, very nicely, and that is why I love Interstellar. There's a bit of trivia about the film. Apparently, uh, Kit Thorne, Dr. Kit Thorne, mm. had a bet with Stephen Hawking. I don't know what the bet was. Stephen Hawking lost the bet and apparently had to <laughs> get a year's subscription to Penthouse magazine. That is correct. That is absolutely correct. Yeah, um, I think the bet was something to do with black holes. And the power of love. The only love can survive the accretion disk. <laughs> That movie is happening. <laughs> <laughs> that movie is happening. It, it uh, has happened. I mean, it's literally already happened because that's yeah. how time travel works. In it, the it works, it no, works so it. well, it even draws out every sentence Matthew McConaughey says. So, I think we know Tom's not a fan of that film. Who's next? Or do I'll, we, do I'll, we say wanna... a couple of good, I'll say a couple of good things about it. I really like the robots. Uh, yes. I, uh, I think that's cool. Uh, I, I totally, I'm totally on board with the with the authenticity of some of the the kind of the visuals and the science elements. I think the black hole looks amazing. It does look cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, I love the kind of the, the the fact that the singularity is a is a spherical yep. thing in space. That's that's really interesting. But it's just it's just it's it's too Nolanized. Like I mean, some of the right Daisy. Um, what's your number one? My number one. When I was young, I didn't read all the x-men comics um i was a massive fan of 2000 ad so my number one is dread oh. <laughs> <laughs> amazing wow um, i i love i i've had so i'm gutted i didn't keep like so many 2000 ad comics when i was young i loved reading robe trooper um i think it was talk commander yes. the yeah. weird black alien thing talk about it, yes. um and of it's course judge, dog. judge dread um Dungeon i dog, think yeah, yeah. you you Carl Urban, everyone knows I love Carl Urban. He has a chin made for Dread's helmet. Yeah, it's perfect. It is per- he's it got is. the perfect, it's perfect chin. chin. It's just a, it's a film I could just watch over and over again and not get bored of, which is key for me. It's why it's, why it's my number one. I love it. It's awesome. Um, it is, I mean, it's very, tr- very true to the, the source material, isn't it? Not, not just in terms of like the character, but it, it sort of plays out like a, like a yeah. comic strip. Well, yeah, I mean, orig- originally it was going to be set as a trilogy. There was going to be, if it made enough money, there was going to be that, the first one. Then there was going to be a prequel film about Mega City. And then the third one was going to be all about Judge Death, which would have been yeah. awesome. But yeah. hopefully that'll be in the TV series. Yeah, okay, well, I might as well, Tom, I might as well jump in here. Yeah, yeah, I might as well jump in here and admit that, that Dread uh, is my number one film as well. Hey. So, well done, Daisy. Well done, Rich. Uh, off, I'll high five you through the... High five you through the lens. Can we just take a quick pause while everyone who didn't put Dread at number one just leaves the podcast? <laughs> no, don't do that because then we'll have two, no listeners. One, yeah, <laughs> or at least in the top three. Uh, you guys have said a lot about it. I, I completely agree. I also, I mean, maybe there's maybe there's a bit of um, a, a bit of a, a cultural bias amongst the members of this podcast in that we are all the right boys of the right age who read 2008 when we were young. Yeah. So. I, there's I clearly a reason never why got on with Judge Dredd. Fair enough. And you didn't have uh, it in your... Did you even have it in your top ten, Jason? No. Okay. No, but what, what I mean is, when I was younger, um, Judge Dredd did not... Uh, it never got me. Uh, I was X-Men, well, Superman... To Batman, be fair, Marvel, Jason, everything. with that decision, you've ultimately paid the price because Norwich City have been relegated from the... <laughs> um, it's your own fault. Direct cause and effect, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, okay. 
things things I love about the Judge Dredd film, we've talked about Carl Urban. I'm also a huge fan of Carl Urban. As far as I'm concerned, he, he, he can and does no wrong, even in things which are palpably shit, like the new Star Trek movies. He is still excellent. <laughs> Carl um, Urban can have my babies. <laughs> Carl Urban, I would, uh, I would, I would marry. I would marry him and yeah. and boff him. And, and I would him. kill him. I, I protect him with every fibre of my being. Yes, <laughs> because he's so beautiful. Um, interesting things about this film. Well, I, re- I remember at the time there was some slightly unfavourable. We were talking. You mentioned uh, Daisy, but it didn't really get the box office love that it deserved. Sorry, that might have been rich, but that's Not sort it. of been covered. There was um there was some unfavourable talk at the time about this film in regards to another. Um, uh, tower block siege film, oh, yes. The Raid. Right, Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, which was interesting. That, yeah. And um, uh, looking back on it, I think the general consensus is that it was just a case of parallel story evolution. Um, the Raid came out slightly before Dread did, but Dread went into production about six months earlier, so Dread couldn't yeah. have ripped, ripped off. Yeah. I think yeah. it, I think it was just unlucky that it it, it, it that they happened to mm. be written at the same time, and Dread came second, so it looked like. It felt like a bit of a ripoff, and there are positive similarities between the films. They both they both they both relatively low budget, so they make very good use of this one location, and they they tell a similar story. And the tension in, in the films is similar. Um, there, but, there is uh, on the back of loads of fan petitions. There have I haven't seen it. I'm going to watch it um, soon on YouTube. There's a mini animated series called Judge Dread Super Fiend, which was a uh, an animated sh- short series to kind of try and placate some of the fans who wanted a sort of film film sequel oh, so that okay. might be worth watching the thing things i love about this, i think lena headley's great uh carl urban's great I, I forget her name now but the other the other the other co-star is is, is excellent as, as judge yeah, Anderson. Yeah, Anderson, yeah. Written. it's uh, a really yeah. good reinterpretation of the comics and it's tricky to, i think it's very tricky to do in film to reinterpret Selby. Um, it's it's Olivia Selby. thank you oh, it's yeah, it's yeah. it's tricky to, and this film does it very well it, it it what's great about it is that it, it does the right thing it makes the setting the kind of the key character you know the 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 world and mega city one in particular and it gives it this somehow it gives it a really kind of gritty realistic feel like you believe yeah. that this, this is what a, you know if you read the comics it's a fantastic idea but they don't look they look like a, a cartoonized yeah. satirized yeah. um apocalypse this looks like an ap- a, a, a post-apocalyptic world that, that could actually exist you know it could it could be a slum of um you know new york or boston or, yeah. or or whatever um and it and it and it sets it so well carl urban does a great job i think a bit a bit like you were saying rich about um about mad max in his be almost being like a passenger in his mad max movie and that, that mm-hmm. kind of working for, yeah, the, yeah. for, for the, the film it is i, th- I think i think carl urban's performance is so good and understated in this that he is he is kind of along for the ride uh in, in a true, film actually. which is which yeah. is about about yeah. the world yeah and uh, and that's among the reasons why I love it so much. Cool. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you, what you said there is probably is probably what I meant. I contradicted myself, so I said that I said that they reinvented Max a bit, and I thought that worked because the old Max wouldn't work. Um, but with Dreads, I suppose they haven't they haven't re, no they haven't reinvented um, Dread, but they I suppose in the in, so in the comic strip he is you know his face is in every cell almost, isn't it? I was gonna, I was gonna say something, but all I'd be doing is rehashing what you've said. So yeah, I, I would, <laughs> yeah. right. Uh, great to agree. Rich, um, do you, Rich, do you want to just tell us your number one, just so that we can complete the Mad Max Dread Circle Jerk Bukaki? <laughs> of course. <laughs> Currently so, going on. 
So my number one was uh, Prometheus. No, it was Fury Road. <laughs> Fury Road, of course. Um, yeah. If 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 only there could be some sort of Mad Max Dread crossover, that you know that would have been number one. But there you go. I'd watch the shit out of that film. Yeah, yeah Fury Road. All is, that, is that all you've got to say about it? Yeah. Well, we've, we've, we've you've been said round, everything. We've been round and round. You know, yeah. it was just um, it, it was a great way to revive that franchise. I don't know. I don't know if it succeeded in reviving the franchise. To be honest, has it? Have they? Does it need even following up? But it was a great I'm way sure. to bring that character I think back and I make think, it I worth do, watching. I I mean, I, st- I haven't watched it obviously, but um, I am. Of, I think I'm aware that they are planning some kind of Furiosa. Are they? Um, spin-off. Uh, I, yeah. I like the idea of it, actually. I mean, I said it's a great way to revive it. What I mean is it's a great way to bring it back to the cinema and make it worth going to see. I don't know necessarily whether well, it'll be milked to... Uh, milk I mean, to be it. fair, if they can get eight or nine shitty films out of the Need for Speed franchise, I'm sure there'll be some more. Because <laughs> um, it was... I mean, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not being derogatory against Mad Max here, but it is basically a long sci-fi car chase film and it's it is. Yeah. it's it's uh, so it's i can't i, I, can't, I would str- i would find it hard to believe they won't make at least one more of those because it, it did very well obviously and, and it also gave rise to one of my favorite understated internet memes which is the mediocre meme of uh immortan joe just looking at somebody failing and yelling mediocre <laughs> say what you like about immortan joe but you know face masks social distancing yeah yeah, actually, you know, yeah. It, it, you know his his past is our future <laughs> By the way, um, you mentioned the black and chrome version, yeah. Um, which uh, I definitely want to see. I don't know if you guys have watched the black and white version of Logan. No, no, no. Really, really good. I know it's the same film, but in black and white. But <laughs> yeah, somehow, I know. Some, somehow it adds. Really, really work like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah somehow. I, really I can't. It. I can't watch Patrick Stewart's character die in black and white. I think that'd be too much for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it adds an element of extra sort of uh, moroseness and sadness to it if it's in black and white. There's something about the ready. way that I'm not ready for it. There's something about the way that blood looks on screen in black and white, black. and particularly with Logan being so bloody. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not ready to see that again. I don't think I'm still. I still haven't got over Aerith's death from Final Fantasy VII, so, uh, <laughs> or indeed Optimus Prime from the animated movie in the 1980s. So I think you'll find who's resurrected in series four, but never mind. Yeah, too soon. Too soon. Right. So are so, we done? I think we're done. I think we're done. Like five hours after we started, we're uh, yeah. Everyone. Yeah, this is going to be a long ass podcast. Worth it though to get to number one. I think I'm just going to cut all of your yeah. conversations about Dread and Mad Max out and just finish <laughs> with me saying Interstellar's the best. It's, it's quite impressive that, that our our ones and twos were where they were and they were just they were just switched. Um, yeah, that's quite funny. It's worth it's worth saying to the audience, isn't it? We we debated whether or not to let each other know what our choices were, uh, and I think there are some pros and cons to discussing it beforehand. <laughs> we we went we went for going in without telling anybody what our choices yeah. were, and it, it's quite interesting that that uh, that simultaneously we've had very similar choices in very similar places, particularly towards the top the top yeah. three there, uh, but also vi- violently disagreed um, yeah. about a, a lot of films being very high in our respective choices and then not being anywhere in in um, in each other so yeah works it's, very it's well an, an, an yeah. interesting uh, thought experiment yeah project. so um what the can the next podcast be uh, the top 10 of the previous decade where we all just say that moon was the top one and then leave <laughs> it at that no because i've not seen it 
get out. <laughs> head for the same door that's that really I had great. to head to. I can't get out because I'm still uh, I'm still adhering to the lockdown protocol. Oh, yeah. so I'm going to stay get in. get back in again. <laughs> get in, stay in. Yeah, yeah. okay. Ooh. Cool. Right. Well, well, that was a marathon. Well done, everyone. Wasn't yeah, right. very good. Um, thank you to everyone who listened, and thank you more to everyone who stayed listening to the end of this yep. podcast, which um, by this count is around about four and a half hours long. And, and do uh, tell us what you off. think of our do tell us what you think of our choices, dear listeners. And if you have anything oh, you violently disagree yeah. with, we'd be delighted to hear you. Um, if you insist on putting Nolan films in your top five, then you're wrong. But that's fine. <laughs> you can. Uh, we and can talk uh, about that too. That appears to be most people who have written into us. Oh, obviously, um, we've uh, we've threatened a few people with Death Star lasers and rolling Promethean spaceships. So if you'd when like you say to say a few people, you mean my brother, right? <laughs> if you'd like to suggest inventive sci-fi ways for us to die, you know, virtually, then please please let us know. Yeah. That's a really good idea. Yeah. Listeners, That's... what will be the most apposite sci-fi de- death for yeah. each member of this podcast? <laughs> yeah. What will be the most the most ironically squishy way we could die and feel, feel free to sending, send in fan art to that effect <laughs> <laughs> i've already thought of one for finney it would just be he's been poisoned by a mild toxin and the um the cure is at a shelf that is slightly above average height for a human being <laughs> i think that would work for any of us can it be can it be for finney that he's uh, poisoned by a toxin and the only cure is fruit that, so first of all, know, first of all he has to find out what it looks they're like. Yeah, those sweet vegetables. We went through this. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> we went through this. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, right. Right. lovely. Thank you all for listening. Tune in next time. Bye. Right, that was oh. longer than I was expecting oh. it to. Yeah. <laughs>